being home for Christmas is a thought that initiates feelings of warmth and images of light. Christmas lights. Christmas lights, yeah, are kind of fascinating, aren't they? I think we all enjoy the sights of the season, which generally involves strings of light, right? But here's my question. How do people keep these things working year after year? Because the lights I buy seem to last for about two weeks. And it doesn't matter how much money I spend on them, two weeks is all I get. And it's very frustrating. Does anybody else understand that? You know, I want to be that guy. I really do. I want to be that guy with a beautifully decorated home that everybody drives by and looks at the lights. I want lights on the outside of the house and lights all over the landscape, but it never seems to work for me. It just doesn't work. Now I just drive by your homes. So thank you for that, and please keep up the good work. Christmas is a special time because we are often captivated by the radiance of bright lights. Perhaps we are allured by lights because they remind us of past Christmas celebrations. And we get a little nostalgic, which often happens during this season. Perhaps we are mesmerized by the sheer beauty of light piercing through the darkness, especially during a time of the year where there are less daylight hours. Perhaps we are spellbound by the hope that light brings. Ultimately, Christmas is the story of God sending his only son into a dark world. And it was really dark when Jesus came. And the story of Christmas is God sending his son into this dark world. And when Jesus was born, the advent, when it occurred, there was light. And people noticed. People really noticed. One of the things I remember growing up as a young boy is that my mom did a wonderful job of decorating our home for Christmas. She did just a fantastic job of preparing our home so that we could celebrate. And of course, the Christmas tree was the focal point, but there were many other decorations around the house. One of the decorations that I fondly remember, and I talked to my mom about this recently, is an old nativity set that was given to my mom by my grandmother. And this was a gift from my grandmother to my mom, and you can see the nativity on the screen here. I talked to my mom, and she said that this particular nativity has been in our family for over 70 years now. And it's a little worn and faded, as you can see from the figures here. And if you take a look at the shepherd, well, it looks like he could use a little spa treatment from Joseph Anthony. <laughs> Needs a little skin work, I think. He's been out in the sun quite a bit. My parents have 19 grandchildren. 
And this newer, younger generation of Kohlers, I don't think they appreciate the ancient nativity scene. And they will even say, hey, what happened to the shepherd's face? What's wrong with him? And we'll be like, shh, don't, don't say that around grandma. One of my kids recently said, yeah, grandma's nativity, it's a little odd. Like, please don't say that out loud. Just look at the nativity and enjoy it, please. The nativity scene, no matter how old and faded and cracked it may become, is a beautiful and an extraordinary reminder of some of the things that happened on the night when Jesus was born. Have you ever noticed when listening to the Christmas narrative, there are references to light surrounding the announcement of Jesus' birth? Have you ever noticed that? In Luke's gospel, there is an account where the shepherds are out in the fields doing what shepherds do. They're taking care of their sheep. And an angel appeared to them and said, hey, I've got some news for you. I have an announcement that I want to share. Jesus, like the one, the Messiah, the promised king, he is here and there is just light everywhere. Here's what we actually read in Luke's gospel. Chapter 2, it says, That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. They're just doing their job. And suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And the word radiance here has the idea of to shine around. So it wasn't just like a little light in the sky. No, there is light shining around them everywhere. And of course, as you can imagine, this is kind of a stunning thing. And they're terrified. They're terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. Jesus was born, and light, light everywhere. Matthew also talks about the birth of Jesus, and what we read in Matthew chapter 2 refers to the magi, the wise men, and here's what it says. Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem asking, where is he? Where is he? Where's the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose. We saw this light. And we have come to worship him. Jesus is born. And light. Light. All of the Advent candles have now been lit. Which means that Jesus is here. He's born, and the light is increasing. There is light shining everywhere. And here is something for us to consider. The light of Jesus is not just something to see. The light of Jesus is something to believe. 
and live. Just think about that. The light of Jesus, it's not just something to see. It's actually something to believe and then to live out in front of others. One day, Jesus was having a conversation with people around him, and he was talking about his purpose. And we can read this in John chapter 8. And here's what Jesus was saying to those gathered around him. Jesus spoke to the people once more and said, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness. So if you follow after me, you won't have to walk in darkness anymore. Walking in darkness, this phrase in antiquity, was a metaphor for stumbling or falling. So Jesus is basically saying here, if you follow me, you don't have to stumble. You don't have to fall down anymore. Because you will have the light that leads to life. You'll have me. And I am the light that leads to light. See, the light of Jesus is not just something to see. It's actually something to believe and live. This is a really bold claim here. Follow me, and if you do that, you will have the light that leads to life. A bold claim, but I believe Jesus backed up that claim with his life, his death, and his resurrection. And now he invites everybody to follow him. Follow me is what Jesus says. Trust in me. Believe in me. And this is the story of Christmas. God sent his only son into a dark world. There was light everywhere. And Jesus said, my purpose is to be the light of life. And he backed that up with his life and his death and his resurrection. And he invites everybody to simply trust. Simply trust. I want to share two takeaways as you begin to prepare for your Christmas celebrations. Just some things for everyone here to consider for a few moments. Here's the first takeaway. Since the light of Jesus is not just something to see, it's something to believe, then I would encourage you to trust in the one who came for you. Jesus offers himself as a gift, and he says, if you trust in me, you don't have to stumble and fall anymore. And so if you have never trusted in the Christ child who came for you into this dark world, then believe. Trust in him. He offers that to you, and he turns no one away. Here's another takeaway. Perhaps you have trusted in Jesus, and you would say that. Then I would simply posit to you, is the light of Christ being seen by others through you? Can they see that in your life? Often our lights grow dim. Life kind of chips away at us and gets really hard. It happens. But Christmas is this wonderful reminder to once again step into the presence of the Almighty to adore Him and to allow our lights to shine bright so that they can have an influence on our family and friends 
and on our neighbors. So this Christmas, as you prepare to interact with others, and as you finish out this year and then step into a new year, if you have trusted in Jesus, will you allow his light to shine brightly through you? I love what author Brennan Manning has to say about this. It's quite profound. He states it this way. The Apostle Paul may have understood the mind of Jesus better than anyone who ever lived. He sums up his whole understanding of the message of Jesus in Galatians 5, 6 when he writes, the only thing that matters is the faith that expresses itself in love. According to Paul's criterion for greatness, the person who is the most Christ-like, closest to the heart of Abba, is not the one who spends the most time in prayer. It is not the one with the most PhDs. It is not the one who has the most responsibility entrusted to his care. No, it is the one who loves the most. And the primary way we allow the light of Christ to shine through us is in how we love other people. So as you celebrate Christmas, love well. Love well. The light of Jesus. It's not just something to see, although it's pretty grand. The light of Jesus is also something to believe and live. Will you pray with me? Father, we thank you for this Christmas Eve. We're celebrating the arrival of Jesus, and we're thankful. And we're here listening and singing and praying. We want to honor you, our great Father, because you're the one who sent your son into a dark world, and when he came, everything changed. And we express our thanks to you for the great gift of Jesus. We thank you. We thank you. And I'd like for you just to keep your head bowed, your eyes closed for a moment. On this Christmas Eve, just to think for a little bit. Maybe you've never trusted in Jesus alone before, and it's making sense. Wow, God sent his son for me. That's why we sing. That's why we give. That's why we love. And you're ready to embrace the leadership and the forgiveness that he offers through the person of Jesus, this Christ child who came. Then I would just encourage you on this Christmas Eve, from your heart to the ears of God, cry out to him and tell him right now that you're trusting in his son, Jesus, the one who came for you. Just tell him that. Tell him that you're embracing his leadership and his forgiveness, and you want that in your life. And thank him. Just thank him for rescuing you. If that's a prayer that you've offered up, I want to say congratulations to you. You are now a child of God, and he will never leave you. He'll never forget about you. And I would encourage you, before you leave here today on your connection card, check that box that says, I trusted in Jesus alone. We want to celebrate that with you.
Maybe you're here or you're watching online and you would say, I have trusted in Christ. Then would you just commit that in the next several days and into a new year, you will allow Christ's light to shine through you? And if it's been dim, just acknowledge that before God and say, I'm ready to love other people well. Friends, family, and neighbors. Father, we thank you again for this time. We thank you for the gift of Jesus and for what his advent means for all of us, what we can have because you sent him into a dark world and there was light. Your son created that lighted path back home to you and we praise you now. We praise you in the name of Jesus, the one who came for us, we do pray. Amen.